And welcome back into the Canucks and Pucks podcast, episode 15 now. And uh, this is just after the Canucks beat the St. Louis Blues 5-2 in their first game of the first round, the actual first round of the playoffs. I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Dan. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm I'm awesome. I can't complain. Um and, you know, as I, as, as you know, on a personal level, I, I deal with uh, some mental health issues and, um, you know, getting the right, getting the right help and, you know, being in the right mindset um, is awesome. And, you know, uh, it's really nice to see Canucks Twitter, um, for the most part, not only getting along, but, but really getting behind the team. And, you know, at the end of the day, we all just want to cheer this team on. And there is a lot of cheer about right now. Oh, 100%. And uh, the Canucks, even though they didn't play the best game against the Blues, they did play well enough to uh, to win 5-2. I mean, the score was kind of not indicative to the the biggest thing. I mean, they did play a good game, but there was some issues, which we'll talk about throughout the show here. But there was a ton of positive uh, positive aspects as well, attention to the character of the team. And uh, Bo Horvat uh, led the team to... I'd say he was probably the best uh, I've seen him as a Canuck. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, I, I really like that how you started this because I agree with you. I actually don't think the Canucks played a great game last night. I think their skill, um, their will, the character of the team shone through. It allowed them to persevere when the Blues were, tr- you know, were pushing hard to um, exert their will on the Canucks. Um, you know, they were able to push back and, and make some good plays. But you're right, Bo Horvat, um, you know, and I know that's the first thing you want to talk about. Um, I mean, it isn't just, you know, people calling Jonathan Taves or whatever. That was Ryan Kessler last night. Mm-hmm. And no offense, but it really was. And that was like, unless the Blues are going to have to figure out how to stop Horvat, they can focus on Pedersen, Miller, and Besser all they want. As yeah. we saw last night, those guys are going to score. Their skill, they're going to score. So – but if you're going to allow um, Horvat opportunities with Louis Erickson, and, and again, Tanner Pearson will score too. Um, yeah. and, and hopefully Toffoli will be out of the walking boot and be able to play soon enough. Like, you know, um, the St. Louis Blues, we know they have more to give, but honestly, the Canucks themselves still have way more to give. Yeah, I agree. I and mean, the thing is, is like you're saying about Horvat uh, playing like, like Kessler, I actually agree a lot with that. I mean, that's something I thought about right away. It's like he's always turned, he's going to turn on beast mode like Kessler did against the Predators. And uh, Predators couldn't stop him. And, you know, the Blues didn't seem to have much answer to Horvat's uh, game yesterday. And, and he was, yeah, he was hands down probably the best forward on the team. And he looked at, I really think the, the top line, a lot of line didn't look that good yesterday. 
Um, other than the power play, they were the only – I'd say that's where they were noticeable. But Ryan O'Reilly sure shut down Pedersen five-on-five. Five. Yeah, he did. But I actually – you know, I actually think they looked good enough. You're right. They didn't look great. But I thought they looked good enough. They were dangerous. Mm. Brock Besser was was the driver on that line yesterday. Oh, clearly, yes, yeah. clearly Miller was either injured or sick or something. You could tell that, that there's something, a little something's going on. I don't know what it is. Um, but he was still effective. <laughs> like, yeah. like, and, 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 you know, like, again, you know, that wasn't the best of the Blues. They, they pushed. They did their thing. Um, but that also wasn't the best of the Canucks. Let's hope it's just kind of like a little sickness or something with Miller. Um, yeah. But I would agree. I would agree 100%. Ryan O'Reilly, um, you know, he, he, he – the beauty of it is, is, is he is teaching Patterson how to play playoff hockey. Pedersen's oh, yeah. so, so cerebral that he's soaking it all up. Like, no offense, but thank you, Ryan O'Reilly, because <laughs> this, this, is, this is, like, this is insane. Like, you know, again, the Canucks will – and, I, you know, I predicted them to win. They're probably going to lose. Um, but, man, this, this experience of all the rounds to play a team to teach you how to win in the playoffs – you couldn't have asked for anything better. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you know, I know we're going to get into some things real quick, but, you know, just from that perspective, uh, and this is what, how I feel, I think this is why Canucks fans and, and, you know, Canucks Twitter is what I call it because it's so toxic at times. <laughs> this is why they're so, so happy and excited because the team is finally, you know, they're learning. They're learning how to win. And, and Elliot Friedman all of a sudden, I don't know if you saw his tweet today, he sits there and he said, and it's a great comment, you know, this Blackhawks team reminds, or this Canucks team reminds me of the 2009 Blackhawks. Well, guess what I, guess what I said, <laughs> you know, three, three years ago, I said, boy, they remind me of the Blackhawks. And, you know, I'm confident the Canucks are going to win three of five, three out of five years, win three Stanley Cups. Just, just that's, that's the model. The Blackhawks model is the model for a cap salary NHL how to win develop your core now you develop your talent and then last night all these Jim Benning critics are just on him for the last two years Jim had this plan and it's the right plan and we've talked about it Matt we've talked yeah. about it and what does Jim Benning say right away off the bat yeah we don't need to go out with free agency anymore we have enough in the pipe and we have enough talent in the pipe that these guys can come in and we're not going to have to worry about these things so if everybody's worried about the salary cap go look at cap friendly um yeah. you know i you know I, I tweeted something to someone that shows that they're not going to be in bad shape in two years like everybody thinks next year might be a bit of a challenge but the only player who's coming in right now is nils hoglander yeah you know and and if they can't afford you know and, and i know people want tanev and, and love and we're gonna talk about stetch but you know, they've got, again, Yolevi, Rathbone sign. If Rafferty can take a step in the next few months and learn from all this and be ready to, to play, that's how you win as an organization. Yeah. And that's what's going to allow you to be able to be competitive and win Stanley Cups. And if you can't get behind that, you are already like Don Cherry and the game has passed you by. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Troy Stetcher there. And I'd say he's – he played he played a really good game yesterday and quietly actually has had a really great postseason as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean yeah. for the he's not playing a ton of minutes. Um, but I mean he's being effective. He's playing with um Alex Edler mostly um throughout the game. And you know what? He's 
you look at his underlying stats and Chris Faber tweeted out a couple things yesterday about that. And he's been doing really well uh, defensively, probably, you know, and, and the thing is, is as a defenseman that, you know, we've had some critics over the last season here and he had the beginning of the season wasn't playing a lot, but I, I say he's had a really good postseason. And they nailed it. In fact, I would honestly say, and, and, and see, and you know, I'm the type of guy, I like to go back. I like to rewatch games. I like to pick things up. I like to kind of analyze things a little more. That's just how my brain works. And I'm no, I'm no reporter like you. I'm, I, I don't need a press pass. You should have one, by the way, your, <laughs> your articles are amazing. Um, but I love to rewatch and look at things and, and, you know, um, it's too bad they didn't have Twitter when I was way younger. Cause, uh, you know, I, I or, or, uh, you know, any of this blogging stuff when I was really young, but, um, no, I, I think Troy Stetcher has been their second best defenseman. Obviously Quinn Hughes is a country mile ahead of everybody else, but last night Stetcher was really reliable yeah. and to be perfect, perfectly honest, <clears throat> he made Alex Edler look good because Alex Edler was just no offense. He was deplorable last night. I'm, I'm, you know, that's the Alex Edler I expected to play versus the Minnesota Wild, um, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, so hopefully he can step his game up and play better. Maybe last night was an off game for the defense and, and that. So, but we'll go through all the, all the points here. And, uh, but overall, glad they got the win. I think there's room for improvement for both teams. Yeah. And by, by far right now of all the games we've watched, that was a playoff game. All the other games are oh. kind of feel outers and stuff. And, you know, we know we had the five overtime, but, that was a playoff game last night. Yeah, and for sure. And we we were talking earlier about the Blues not uh, having a good round robin and, uh, you know, can they turn it on? I think, you know, the Blues, they showed that, that why they're Stanley Cup champion. And, yeah, we've not seen the best from them. This is not going to be an easy series. Like, we're not going to see five, two games, yes. uh, yeah. you know, all the time here. No, um, no, you, you, you nailed it. No you way. just nailed it. Yep. No, you nailed it. They did turn it on last night. And you know what stopped them last night, in all honesty? And the biggest reason Canucks fans and the Canucks and the Blues should be worried, the Canucks should be extremely happy. Um, Jacob Markstrom, you'll know when he's on. Jacob yeah. Markstrom's on his game when he's sucking up shots. They just yeah. suck yeah. into him. He's on. And they got no rebounds, nothing. He had to make one 10-bell saver, which was the double save at the end of the game. Yeah. It's not, yeah. Other, other, other than that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But other than that, um, he was so solid, and the Blues really got nothing from him. And uh, Bennington, I think three of the goals were blocker side. And yeah. I don't know if that's by design. I don't know if it's just because, you know, of the way that they had to – you know, the, the way that the, the, you know, the kind of the shots went through with both Stetcher, Horvat, and um, who had the other blocker side goal there? Um, I'm trying to remember, but it was blocker side. So, you know, they've identified something, right? They've yeah. identified something and, and, you know, if it's by design, um, you know, Elliot Friedman last night said, or sorry, Kelly Rudy said last night, well, Bennington doesn't look interested. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but, uh, you know, the Canucks should take it, be thankful, but uh, they got a lot of room for improvement, a lot of room for improvement. And the thing is, it's like, I don't know if the Blues will ever do this, go to Jake Allen, because he's, he's, he played really well this past season as well, and, you know, Bennington may not stay in the net, if, especially if he has another game like this. Well, how can you how can you go away from a guy who won you a Stanley Cup That's last year? Too. And yeah. and you know he it's not like he played poorly, but he didn't play well. Like there's there's a difference between just being a sieve and playing poorly, 
And again, if you look at all the shots, the only shot that Bennington really had a chance on, in my humble opinion, was Stetcher's go-ahead goal. That kind of found yeah. that little sweet spot between the, the the blocker and the and the pad, and it just you know between the arm, just kind of a seeing eye shot, like we call it. Um, but um, for the most part, the the Canucks goals. I mean, PD was high, cro- almost crossbarring in, right? Uh, yeah. Bessers was just a again on on the off wing, far post. Like that's a goal scorer's goal. Like that that's not Bennington's fault. That's just a phenomenal shot, right? Um, you know, I'm trying to JT Miller's at the end of the game. He was out of position. Um, so you know, um, you know, Vancouver. Um, I don't think Bennington's ba- been playing bad, uh, but he's going to have to find his game as the Blues will because right now the Canucks' skill is clearly showing that they're going to be able to score goals. And so if you're, if you're St. Louis, you either have to go into the defensive shell and, and really lock it down, or you will be opening up and you better hope Bennington can stop the puck. Yeah. And the thing is another key part of that game was the special teams. And Canucks scored three power play goals and Blues got one and looked dangerous in almost all their power plays too. So, I mean, if Quinn I was Hughes. both teams, I'd say Quinn, stay out Quinn, of the box. <laughs> Quinn yeah, Quinn Hughes. <laughs> uh, yeah, Quinn no, no, Hughes, you yeah. nailed it. Yeah, no, but you nailed it. You nailed it. I mean, these are two good hockey clubs. And it showed last night. And I don't care what anyone says. I think the officials have, at least in Vancouver's games, I feel the officials have been very good. In fact, you know, I know some people don't like the Carolina and, 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 you know, they're right in that it was crap that they didn't tell Brindamore what the call on the ice was. That was garbage. But I do feel that was a goal. I don't see any reason why that wasn't a goal, um, at least from what I saw. Um, But uh, I think the officials have been really good. This is how I feel about officiating. I used to officiate. I've done, you know, I've done minor, minor, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've done the, you know, bantam minor, all that. And I've done men's leagues. Um, the players determine what's on the ice. And if an official puts his whistle away, all you're telling them is you guys can cheat all you yeah. want, unless it's super blatant. And no offense, but your job as an official is to enforce the rules. And again, that's like a police officer who sees someone getting mugged. But he's not, you know, it's, it's not a bad mugging, so it's okay, I'll let it go. No, your job no. is to enforce the rules. And I think they've been enforcing them right. And the ones that the Blues are upset with, I mean, they were real trips. I mean, like <laughs> legit trips and, and everything. And the fact that they didn't call Perron for the, you know, for the, the opera, opera voice there on uh, Roussel. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's you know, yeah, like, like they, they can't complain. You know, they, they're trying to impose their will physically. And, and Vancouver's like, if you guys want to do that, we'll, 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 uh, we'll let it go. And at the end of the game there, Quinn Hughes didn't see the ice because the coach had had enough of it. Yeah. No, that's true. And the thing is, like, David Perron was all over the place yesterday. And I, I, uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I nailed it in, the, in my preview. I said, Perron's going to be a problem for the Canucks. And he always has yeah. been. Yeah, you did. Um, yep. Throughout, you know, throughout that time he's been in the league, and uh, just as a note, Canucks could have drafted that guy, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> just an aside, <laughs> who did we get in that draft? Uh, that Patrick I, White? <laughs> oh yeah. I, I, didn't wanna, I mean, at least he turned, at least Patrick White turned into Christian Erhoff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's a whole other discussion. But I'm mean, saying yeah. is like Perron's yeah, just a, been a thorn yeah. in the Canucks side everywhere that he's been. 
mostly yeah. with the Blues, but he was with Vegas. And um, yeah. I was happy when he went to Pittsburgh. Then all of a sudden he's coming back. But yeah, um, yeah, he he's he's always a problem. Always seems to get goals. That was his twelfth twelfth uh, goal against the Canucks in his career. So yeah. I mean, but Bo Horvat is all is another guy that he always seems to play well against the Blues, and I put that in as well. Saying you know, Horvat's going to be uh, Blues killer in here, and yes, look what he is. So. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and so is and so no offense, so is Patterson and Patterson and, and again, too. Yeah, you saw, yeah, you saw Bester play well. No, this is th- look, look, this is a seven-game series, and right yeah. now, oh, you can call you can call a pick them like it. No, and I and I know the Canucks won, but did it really feel like a win? Honestly, it just felt like two strong fighters. One one's a real heavyweight, the other one is is in the heavyweight division, but just slightly lower, but has some more boxing skill. Yeah. and one's trying to slug and getting some good shots in the other one's using his skill and getting some shots in and in this seven round fight vancouver won round one yeah no that's true and i said it's just game one it's there's a long series coming up and the thing is is yeah. and i still say like whoever wins that special teams battle i mean during the regular season it didn't come to play at all because both teams didn't score but this game one the canucks showed it's like you know Blues don't take penalties, or we're going to put them in, and that's what the Canucks got to do. Yeah, but They've you know, what's do that. yeah, but you know what's so. interesting about that is Vancouver struggled too on the power play. We, like they had results, right? Yeah. But but they should have had more, and the Blues did a phenomenal job of stacking the line. That's and true. Whenever they weren't and, in the zone. Yeah, and and the and the, on the Pedersen goal, what they did was instead of just going through. You know, because they were all standing again. The Blues are just standing there, so yeah. then they kind of dump it over into the into the you know the left hand boards and force them to chase and spread out, and then they get them moving, and then they get the shot on goal, and it comes to Petey who just roofs it. Yeah. Like you're going to have to do some dumps, and yeah. for, even if you lose possession, do some dumps to force them to adjust and open the ice up. And if Vancouver does that you know, they'll, they'll do very well. Um, yeah. That but, was Quinn Hughes. Not... Uh, yeah, that was Quinn Hughes doing that play too. I mean, that guy's just, he just continues to, uh, even in a series that, you know, saying that, Oh, he wasn't that good against the blues in the regular season. You got to think he was playing against them early in the regular season. Yeah. And he's learned so much since then. And I don't yeah. know, I don't think Hughes looked bad at all in that game. Even though he well, got he, he, he took, yeah, he took the COVID break. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, Matt. I apologize. Um, no, he he took the COVID break so seriously, and he's come back. Not just a second year player. It's really hard right now to argue that there isn't a better defenseman. Maybe you know, aside from Seth Jones, I think right now Seth Jones is the best defenseman in the NHL. I think he's playing the best. He is the best defenseman in the NHL. Having said that, it's very hard to argue if someone said, "Well, I think Quinn Hughes is." it's hard to argue against it because yeah. he's, he's played so well defensively. And, and again, like we talked about prior to the series, you cannot game plan for someone's ability to skate and escape and get away from you. And if you do try to give him some room or whatever, he's going to punish you. Yeah. I mean, yesterday I did see a couple giveaways from him, but I mean, in that play that he got caught in the breakaway, I think he would have caught, uh, Schwartz, if uh, Tanev didn't uh, get in his way. <laughs> no, no, uh, I think no. Hughes, Hughes tripped Tanev. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah he yeah. took. He yeah. took. A... Yeah. 
Yeah, so, that was a know, little bit of a. And, and by the way, what a what a goal by Jaden Schwartz. I mean, it was just, a nice goal. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, just you know, what a beautiful game we get to watch, and the fact that we get to watch these talented players. Like you know, I'm you know, and I'm not like uh, you, you know, I'm a Canucks fan, but boy, you got to call a you got to call a spade a spade, and and what a goal by Jaden Schwartz. Just phenomenal, phenomenal move. Hundred percent. So yeah. let's go to and talk a bit about guys that didn't uh, look the best in this game. There were a couple. Uh, sure. One, Jake Vertanen. Um, oh, you got to get him Vertanen, like, I don't know. I, I was saying, I was mentioning during the game saying, well, did, is Vertanen even in the lineup today? And then I said, yeah. okay, there he is. But yeah. did you really notice him at all? He With had. What he brings to the ice, did you notice him in a series that he should, he should thrive? Yes. Agree. He, he had four opportunities and not like massive hits, but he had four opportunities to lay the body and just be a physical presence to let the blues know like, you know what, this is not going to be an easy series for you. And they need that because the blues are heavy. And if you don't think they're not going to come and be heavy themselves, you're, you're, you're fooling yourselves. And, and, and the blues, why the blues are so successful is they'll dump it in the corner and they'll come in and they'll run you. They yeah. will run you. And you, no offense, you can't – right now that defense is playing well, and we know injuries will always play a part. But, you know, you, you can't have that. And if they're going to do that, guess what? Then you have to have a few guys that are going to do that themselves. And we know Roussel was throwing the body. Beagle had, I think, a couple good plays. I know Miller was, was hitting. Besser even was being a little physical, right? Yeah. And But, but Jake Vertanen was just like – it was just flybys. Like, I don't know why he doesn't hit. Like, they need him. He doesn't have to cream people. No. He doesn't, he doesn't have to, like, blow people up and, whoa, whoa. Just, but be physical and hit. And if you're going to get in a little scrum, it's okay. you got to get emotional right now. Because oh, yeah. he, he looks like the Dallas Stars. He looks unengaged. He looks like he doesn't care. He's, and he cares. You know he cares. But, but the first game he got in, like, it, it threw the wild off because he was skating and engaged and, and he was, and he was, you know, he, he threw a couple hits and it, and it did, it threw the wild off of their, off of their game in, in, in game two. They need him to be that because if he's not going to be that, and if he isn't going to play that way, you're better to have Adam Goddett in the, oh, in, yeah. in the lineup and have Sutter there because at least with Goddett, he might get burned on a couple plays, but you know what you're going to get with Adam Goddett? you're going to get a guy who's going to give a hundred percent and he'll learn. And he's just as cerebral as any of the other players. And they're better off with Goddard in the lineup than Vertan. And if Vertan is just going to like shit the bed like that. Yeah, I agree. And you look at the guy like Zach McEwen and he didn't play a ton. Um, I noticed three, him a lot. Yeah. Three like, less minutes than Jake. Yeah. I noticed him a lot. Every time he's on the ice, good for yep. checking. Uh, yep. Great. A couple great hits on, yep. on guys. And yep. that's what you need from a guy that's – I mean, he's playing on the fourth line, but that's what you need. And if he's going to be this heavy, he's got he's got to play a Zach McEwen-type game. And McEwen did it way better than him. That's why he was in the conversation of being in the lineup over him. He nailed it. You need the Blues to be looking over their shoulder when they make plays and that they're scared to make plays because guys are coming in and they're going to get they're going to get a body on them. Again, you don't have to just hammer people, but you put a body every single time you can do it. Petey can do it. You put Go a ahead. body on them every single time. 
And the reason you do that is it will force them into making mistakes. And, it, and the Blues did that yesterday. And we're going to talk about this. The Canucks defense did not play good because all of a sudden the Blues started forcing that. And there were bad passes, bad, you know, forces. Yeah. We know Edler, Edler got checked by the ice there in front of his own net last night. Um, you know, they did not play a good game. Not at all. No, I mean, that's – let's move into that. I mean, you know, the defense, we, we, we heralded – you know, we were praising them in the series against the Wild. You know, surprising. We don't have to worry about the defense. They played really well. And that's not – I mean, I don't think anyone can argue that. He, they played a really good series. This game, they didn't really. I mean, yeah, I agree with you too. I mean, I was saying that, you know, during the game and – the defense is just, they've got to be better than the Blues defense. And the Blues have as deep a defense as the Wild did. And they they can score, too. I mean, you look at Colton Pareko, that he's got, he had nine goals. Um, Petrangelo had a bunch of goals. I mean, they can score, too. I mean, and the Canucks defensive have got to be better, that's for sure. You're preaching to the choir, brother. You're preaching to the choir. It's exactly, like, you couldn't have said it. I couldn't have said it any better. That defense... If there's a series, like, everyone's complaining about Tyler Myers for all the penalties. And, again, like I said, against the Wild, you know, I felt that those penalties against the Wild were good penalties. They were physical ones, punches to the faces. There are no Kevin Fialas and, and you know, smaller players that, that if he's up against them, he's going to get penalties like that. In this game, um, in this series with that team, he should be playing that exact game. I would tell him, you go out and play your physical game. I don't, don't worry about the penalties. Go play your physical game. They're not going to call you because they're not calling the blues. Yeah. Right. That's like true. if Perron's, if Perron's going to cross check Quinn Hughes and they're not calling that you go out and you, you, you go do your thing, be physical, be nasty because they need that because that's going to force the blues to not do it. And I'm going to, you know, again, I'm going to tell you something as a, as a former official. Okay. This is why you get a penalty. Tyler Myers did take a lazy penalty last night. That yeah. was a lazy penalty because he sticks his stick out and he reaches in and reaches around. When players are reaching and they're slashing by reaching, they're going to call that every single time. That's why, that's why um, on the breakaway on Sutter, the Blues took a penalty because his yeah. slash wasn't just a little slash. It was like he had to reach and slash. That's why officials call those penalties because the players behind the play and now he's, he's creating that infraction. Right. Um, so Tyler Myers just has to learn or understand that don't reach, take some strides and skate into someone and then put that in. So it doesn't look like you're reaching and then you're not going to get called. That's why um, in the Tampa Bay game, that's why um, there was no penalty on, uh, on, on Atkinson's breakaway because yeah. He, you know, I think it was Hedman kept skating and then he shouldered him, right? He was almost stride for stride and shouldered him and knocked him down. That'll never get called because that's, that's what you're supposed to do. So for anybody who wonders why there are penalties and, and that in, in playoff games, watch for that. You'll be shocked that all of a sudden you'll realize, hey, the officials are actually doing their job. They're not just calling penalties for the sake of calling penalties. And they're not slanted against a team. When a team is reaching, and this is why Vancouver has a really good chance in this series. If you can get the Blues to start reaching on their, on their slashes and hooks and their trips, which were, were, which were right on, um, you know, 
that's going to be a danger for them. And Vancouver can take advantage of that speed. But that's why Tyler Myers got called for that penalty. That's why I'm saying the other penalties in the wilds were, weren't that good because they were just, you know, he's a big man playing against small guys. He doesn't have to worry about that in this series. He just has to go and, and play physical and make the wild scared to go into the corners with him because they know they're either going to get an elbow or they're going to get a cross check and the officials are going to let that go. Yeah, that's true. And the, you know, the officiating, like you said earlier, the officiating has been really good for the most part, I think too. And, you know, you don't, don't do those lazy penalties. And I think like, I agree. That was the first one I saw Myers and my sister was watching the game too. She's like, Oh, it's because he's a big guy. I said, no, no, that one wasn't. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that just one, being lazy, not skating sticks the stick out. I said, anyone can take those penalties. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the lazy part and he shouldn't be yeah. doing those. And I know everyone's on him about taking penalties, but, you know, in this series, yeah, like you said, he has to be tough. He's got to be that guy that players are, you know, scared to go into the corners with and not – and that's the thing about Myers. In the past, he doesn't played that big, and that was that's why, because he doesn't always play that mean game. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, another player who played, in my opinion, a horrible game was Alex Edler. He, he just – he looked really out of sorts. He didn't look like he was on task. He looked just – he looked really bad and that's 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 my personal opinion on it um I could be wrong but he didn't look great and Alex Edler's gonna have to take his game to another level if Vancouver's going to win because he can be a physical force in this series and help alleviate that type of play so that the the Blues don't get that momentum from just running and running and running yeah I and that that's for sure and you look at uh I mean, yeah, the, the, I still think the special teams is just what's going to, you know, determine this series. And, yep. you know, you, you look at the Blues power play, they look good all the time, most of the time, too. Oh, and, yeah, sure did, yeah. You know, and they have way more depth on their second unit. You can have Colton Pareko on your second unit. I mean, <laughs> it's it's something that the Blues have a little more than the Canucks right now without Adam Gaudet in the lineup. And they have their first unit, and their second unit doesn't bring much more threat. Yeah, got that and Toffoli out of the lineup. Like, that yeah. would add such a difference on the on the second power play, especially with Jake Furtanen not even showing up to play. Yeah, that's true. And the Blues have way more depth right now on, their, on that second unit. They don't always have to rely on their first unit doing it. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a long series. I mean, you already saw it, how tough that this series is going to be. And, you know, the physicality that's going to be there and the Blues are not going to stop doing that. You know, they're – doing this to wear down the Canucks over the seven game series. You know, this first game may not be that bad, but when you get to game six or seven, you're going to start seeing that. Well, you look at, no offense, but you look at last year's Stanley Cup final, Vancouver actually is very similar to the Boston Bruins. They're not small. They yeah. have skill. They can score goals, but it wears on you. And, and that's why I feel right now the biggest thing that Vancouver fans can take away and feel good about in this series, the difference, is Jacob Martian didn't let in bad goals. He was so solid. He was sucking in shots. That's when you know he's on. If he's fighting the puck on his saves, long night for Vancouver. Going to be tough. If he's sucking in those shots, Vancouver's going to start feeling comfortable, and it's going to get in the Blues' head. It's going to get in their head because you, you, you can't help but after winning a Stanley Cup and going through this long process, 
you know, we saw it with Washington when they, when they lost to the, the Hurricanes, and I thought it was seven games and it was overtime, but it's a lot of hockey to play still. And it's not like this is the, the normal playoff schedule. This is like a bubble where you're playing like tomorrow. They're playing at 3.30. So yeah. this, is, this is one of those really interesting uh, scenarios for sure. Yeah, so we touched upon it at the beginning of the show, but let's talk about uh, Bo Horvat, who had, I'd say, probably the best game as a Canuck uh, since he started here. And, I mean, he was, he was on almost the whole game. And the way he played, just epitomizes what the Canucks are doing this playoff season and how much they're surprising everyone. Uh, yeah, he was probably the best that I've seen him. Yeah, you know, totally. You know what I love right now? And they, they showed a video of it, if anyone didn't see it. On the top of his stick, he's uh, putting his son Gunner on there. Like, it's, oh, it's nice. pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome. Um, and, no, it, it, he was – that was Captain Canuck. Um, he put the team on his shoulders when they needed them. Like you said, the, the, the lotto line was, you know, whether they were banged up or just not quite there. And Ryan O'Reilly, like you said, played a phenomenal game um, against uh, Petey and, and Miller and Besser there, his line. Horvat and, 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 and again, Louie just, you know, he's found another gear. Um, yeah. Pearson, was a little, Pearson was a little quiet, but, boy, Bo Horvat just, you know, for whatever reason – He's, he was motivated, and, and, and I hope he can keep that up. I really, really do because, you know, we said it, it was a Kessler-esque um, uh, performance. And if the Blues can't figure out how to stop that line, uh, this, this could be um, a, a real problem for them. Yeah. And you, you mentioned Louis Erickson there too, and we've mentioned it before in earlier podcasts that every time he's in the lineup, he stays there. And he doesn't leave, and he comes in and, and plays a really good game, really good, you know, compliment to that line. And he actually had a couple good chances uh, yesterday, too. And Horvat seems to play well with, with him as well. So, I mean, I don't know, even if, to, when to Foley, if and when to Foley comes back, I, I kind of say don't put, don't take Erickson off that line. Um, no, I would take them off. I think you want the, the you want Pearson and Toffoli to play together. They they're good mm. friends. Like that, we forget that Toffoli and Pearson yeah. are really good friends. Horvat plays like I said the Jeff Carter style. It's a great style. But do you take Louie out of the lineup? Not a chance. No, he, he goes down to a different line. Right, right now, right now. And again, this is this is the fun thing about the playoffs that we, you know, and and maybe the best way to relate it is that when you're whatever employment you're with, when you're on a job that you're just excelling at, you feel so good at it that you, that you strive for more, you push yourself harder and you want to do it. And, and mentally and physically, you find a way to do that. And right now, I think, I think Louie knows like he may not be back next year. And I think that's a reasonable assumption. Maybe even Sutter. Um, I think a lot of these guys know they're not, they may not be back next year and, and that's okay that they're not back. So they're embracing this because they went through this transition of this team and with these young players. And I think they know like, Hey, we really actually have something here. And for, for, for Bo, he exemplifies that, that it's, that it's carried down to, to Louie and, 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 you know, and, and even Tanner. And, and, and so, you know, when you have someone that can do that, I think that makes a huge, huge impact on the, uh, I just think it makes a huge impact on the line. And, and, but, but again, when you have a player like Horvat who, who takes his game to another level, 
Um, when you can make players better, that's a really hard thing to do. And the fact that Horvat can do that and carry a line like he did, I mean, it just, you know, you have, he's part of the core that you're not, you're not going to trade them. You're going to have your one, two centers right now for the next probably six to eight years is going to be Patterson uh, and Horvat. And you're going to have Besser on your wing and you're going to have Quinn Hughes. And probably if he works the way he should, Ole Ulevi, uh, maybe maybe Rathbone if he turns out and your goaltender goaltender is probably going to be, you know, Marstrom Demko. And that's a great yeah. core that you can build around. But Horvat is, is right now, he's uh, aside from Quinn Hughes on defense, he's, he, he willed that win last night. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I, I, I'm just finishing an article on Horvat too. And looking back at his playoff performance throughout his professional hockey, like since the London Knights, he's always excelled in the playoffs. And, you know, he had a one year in, in London where he had 16 goals and won the basically equivalent of the Conn Smythe in the OHL, the Wayne Gretzky 99 award there. And he's just always risen his game in the postseason, in the playoffs, and he's just doing it again. Even in his rookie season, he was noticeable in his, in his uh, games too. So it's not really a surprise for me that he's uh, elevating his game. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, if he can keep going like this, the Blues have another line they have to deal with. And they don't just say, okay, shut down the lotto line, shut down Pedersen, we'll win the series. That's not going to be the case if Horvath's always out there too and uh, producing. I, you know, we all know this, it, but it does bear repeating because it's important to understand. You don't win a Stanley Cup with one line. Washington Capitals won their Stanley Cup because they had three lines. The, you know, Eller was playing phenomenal as center on the third line for them. You know, and of course you had Backstrom. And, and now, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins ran three lines with Malcolm or with uh, Crosby, Malkin, and Benino. Um, Vancouver needs to have three lines. At some point, in my personal opinion, at some point in this run, Adam Gaudet needs to be a, a, it needs to be the third line center that can, that can score a few goals here and there and capitalize on bad advantages. And, and right now Sutter has been awesome. And, and again, Sutter had a great game last night, yeah, he did. Not, taking in, not taking anything away. I just really feel that having the ability to score on the third line, that's what wins you. That's what's going to win you hockey games because those are the guys that are scoring the big goals um, down these stretches in these series. Yeah. Um, from Horvath's basically, he's basically the emotional driver of this team. And you look at the character that the Canucks have on in the lineup and in the locker room, we saw it, uh, you know, when JT Miller was barking out the lineup and how much these guys care about each other. And then with uh, Troy Stetcher scoring that goal for his, for his dad there and how much, how emotional they were after the game. I mean, these guys are tight knit. And oh, oh. it's it's showing, and that can come through a lot in the playoffs, uh, coming together and playing for each other. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about this a few podcasts ago, but but I'm glad that you wanted to talk about it because I, I can't help this. If, if you're not a good person, you know, and, and you decide that you're always right and, and, you know, everybody should be listening to you and your opinion's always right, like there's not one Canuck in that dressing room 
that's like that. That that was the problem with Mark Messier and why it yeah. was so toxic in the in the dressing room. That that's that's the problem when you get a coach and and Torch is a good coach, right? But it's his way or the highway, and you, you know, good human beings. That's what makes the team right now so likable. It isn't just that they faced adversity; it's that these are genuinely good people. Like I, you know. You can tell every single time someone kind of either gets hurt or something wrong. What's the first thing Petey does? He doesn't keep playing. He's like, ho, 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 he are you okay? them, yeah. Like, isn't that like, geez, isn't that what you want? Like, isn't yeah. that the type of a player? And, and isn't that the type of person that you want to be friends with, that you want in your life? And, and I think that's what makes this group so special is that's who the core is. You know, we talked about Quinn Hughes and his family. Like, they're good people. Yeah. You know, like, like I would love to just have them as friends because of that. It has nothing to do with hockey. Like, you want to surround yourself with good people. And those are good people, Matt. And that's what makes them so good. And, and you know, Brock Besser. And so, again, Troy last night. And, and so what does PD do? He gives him a hug. He's like, I know how, how much he's, he's gone through. And that's tough to lose your, your dad. And I wanted to hug him because that was so special. Like, you can't, yeah. you can't write this. Either you care or you don't. And this team, they do care about each other. Again, I, you know, we should be prepared and expect that they'll lose. But, boy, wouldn't it be – nice if the universe you know rewarded them because they're good human beings and and good human beings deserve you know we make mistakes but you deserve to be rewarded for being a good person yeah no i agree and the thing is is like and this is why i was saying like this team just i just feel this, this special thing about this team and i say that they don't even if they don't ultimately go far and win the stanley cup and all that this team has the potential to do it like we've you've said before this this team does have the core that potentially could win a couple of cups and that's not i mean the talent level's there and the character how much character moves the needle i mean that's why teams look and when they're going into the draft they're like we need character guys we talk to these guys we want a character someone that will mesh well in a dressing room and that is probably one of the bigger things and when you look at guys when they're developing and that's why some guys don't go anywhere because their attitude isn't good or their character just doesn't meet. Uh, yep, you, know. you nailed it. Yeah, no, and, you nailed it. I mean, there's a reason Nikita Trampkin isn't on the team. It doesn't just have to do with the salary cap. Nikita Trampkin's not on the team, and maybe it's because maybe he has a good attitude, but his agent sure doesn't. And he's no. listening to his agent, and his agent, he's not going down the A, and he's, you've, you've destroyed his NHL career by giving him yeah. that advice. He should never have listened to you. He should have stayed in Vancouver, continued to develop, and be a force on the blue line like he, sh- he, he, he could have been because he's better, in my opinion, better suited for the NHL. But if you don't, aren't putting yourself in a position to succeed and get better, you've now wasted your potential. You, you're now you know, one more year in the KHL. Well, who's going who's gonna to take a chance on you now at this point when you're very mediocre in a league that's decent? But yeah. it certainly is way below the NHL. And now, you know, why would you want to have that type of attitude or agent around your team? I mean, we saw it with Cody Hodgson. And, yeah. and no offense, Ryan Kessler, I'm sure, is a good guy to all his friends in that. But, you know, Ryan Kessler wasn't a really good person, you know, in, in certain aspects. And it really negatively affected the Canucks team. And, and um, you know, so again, 
you, you don't want to have those things on your team. And, and the best part about the future is with these players coming in, the core is going to have that. And they're going to identify someone real soon if they're a POS. Yeah. And they'll have to decide whether to change their attitude and become good human beings or, you know, um, they'll be gone. I don't think yeah. they're going to, I don't think the core is going to accept someone no matter how talented they are, you know? And, and I think that that's, that's one of the most positive things we can, we can look at with this team. Yeah. And it's true. Like, uh, you know, my sister and I were talking yesterday about, you know, and she's like, well, aren't all dressing rooms the same as the Canucks? I said, no, they're not. Unfortunately, I mean, there are a lot, not to say in the Canucks dressing room, that's, you know, they have all the character and they're the only team that have does, but there are some dressing rooms that don't have that type of atmosphere and it makes a huge difference in a winning. And that's what we talk about winning culture and guys that know how to win and bringing that positivity into the dressing room. It's huge. Yeah. Taylor Hall is on his third team and Edmonton traded him for a third line defenseman, a third pairing defenseman. Maybe you can make the argument he's a second pairing defenseman, but I say Adam Larson's a third pairing defenseman. Um, you know, and I know New Jersey got a good haul for Taylor, Taylor, Taylor Hall, but I mean, there's a reason he's on a third line team. There's, yeah. you know, you can't, you know, you hear rumors. I don't know facts. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to tell people, Oh, I know all the facts. I don't know any no. of the facts, but I know the rumors and the rumors seem to have some, 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 uh, you know, truth to them because he's on his third team. And, and, you know, you saw the coyotes yesterday. I mean, they didn't even try. No. They like they didn't even try against the Avalanche. They they, I mean it's 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 crazy to think that a team with that much talent was really comfortable just sitting back doing nothing. Yeah, L literally doing nothing that entire game, and you know, um, yeah, you you uh, you know you you nailed it. You know, you're you're this this team uh, appreciated and enjoy it. It started with the Sedins. Actually, it started with Marcus Naslin. Yeah. When he was a Canuck and, and his attitude, I, I, I met Naslin um, a couple times. Uh, he's one of the best human beings I've ever met. He's my favorite Canuck of all time, aside from Pavel. Um, and, but it's because um, he's a good person and I'll take a good person over, over, uh, 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 you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the other side of the, of the coin there uh, yeah. every day of the week, because they, they care, they, they get it. They're humble and they, you know, they're part of the 1% that have made it and you can see it in them that, that, you know, they appreciate and are grateful for, for what they have. Yeah. And that's the thing The Canucks have a lot of those guys on the team and you see it come out and we've said that before, I mean, you see it come out on the ice and how much they care about each other, how much they care about, you know, guys that succeeding. And, and like you said, with Pedersen, he, he cares if his, you know, someone gets hurt in front of him. He's like, well, you are okay. Right. And that's, that's something you want to see uh, even in the competitive environment that oh, I'm on the other team. I shouldn't care about someone else getting hurt, but you know, that's just the, the good human being coming out. Yeah, I don't mind if he takes a slap shot and, and a guy gets bruised in the leg or whatever. You know, no. you got to make them. They, you got to make them scared to t stop your shot. I, I get all that, but by the same token, you 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 know, um, yeah, like it's just it's it's uh, it's a privilege. And Canucks fans, um, let's let's be grateful and and let's be thankful that uh, you know Jim Benning put this team together. Yeah, I, I agree, and we'll see how how it all plays out tomorrow. Is that uh, you know game at 3 30 which is kind of weird on 
and all the other games are at 730. Uh, every, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's got to play the schedule. There's that's everybody's got to do something like this. So don't, don't, no, don't, that's just it. And it's part of the, part of the process and uh, it's going to favor the blues because it's far more into the central time. That's 530 uh, St. Louis time. So, you know, that's a, that's a far more reasonable time for them versus Vancouver, which is a one thirty afternoon. I mean, it's three 30 for us, but yeah. So three thirty time, our time, they don't, you know, they don't play, they don't do well in matinees. So um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Yeah. So uh, let's get uh, to wrap up the Canucks part of the show to talk about the three keys to the game for tomorrow. Um, for me, the three keys are going to be the lotto line. They have to improve just period. They have to find a way to, to, to be better. Um, I think Brock was easily the best player. I don't think he needs to change. He's going to get goals. Brock is going to score. Like he is, he is, he is right around there. He's, he's, he's just on that cusp and he just needs like one snipe to, to go in and, and he'll go. But, you know, I think Miller will play a little, will be better. I, I think Patterson's going to learn from his experience and I think they have to be better. Um, the Canucks defense has to be far more solid. And what I mean by that is, is way too many giveaways. And, you know, Quinn Hughes can't, I, I mean, he will play 25 minutes a game. That, and I guess that's what you can expect from him on a regular basis. So fair enough. Yeah. Having said that, Alex Edler, Tyler Myers, like you got to pull your heads out of your asses and you yeah. guys have to be better players. You have to be because Troy Stetcher cannot be anchoring Alex Edler. Like no. <laughs> he cannot be anchoring Alex Edler and Austin Oscar Fadenberg can't be the better of the defenseman with Tyler Myers. And he really was last night. I yeah, felt I Oscar Fadenberg played a reasonable game, some good breakouts was physical, was not a detriment to the Canucks, but, but I, I specifically, I just felt that they had a really poor game. And thirdly, as always, Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> um, Jacob, is he sucking in shots? And, 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 you know, he's a pillow and the shots are just going right into him. He'll, he's on. And you don't need to worry about a soft goal. Or if there is one soft goal, it's not going to rattle him. If he's letting out big rebounds and he's scrambling right away, it's going to be a tough night for Vancouver. Yeah. I'm going to echo a couple of them. I, uh, yeah, I do agree. Markstrom's got to be as good as game one. Uh, and yeah, even better. Um, and the defense that definitely has to be better for the second key. And, you know, you can't, you can't have Edler being mediocre because he is a minute muncher. He plays a lot. And if he's not good, <laughs> you definitely see it. Um, he did get a couple shots through, which usually he doesn't seem to be able to, but I mean, defensively, yeah, it definitely has got to be better. And defense as a whole has to be uh, a lot better. Uh, Quinn Hughes even has it could be a bit better than yesterday's game. So, yeah, if that's uh, possible, I do agree with if that. If that's possible, yeah, <laughs> uh, because I've seen we've seen the best from him already, and you know he's got to match at least match what uh, what he's been doing before. Uh, but that's not taking away that Hughes had a bad game. I think he still had a really good game. Um, so then third key is uh, the the guys like Bertanen, They're in the line. He's got to be a factor. It's got to be more of a factor than game one. Uh, especially the fact that the St. Louis Blues will bring in even more heavier game and going to the net, like they said, like Baruby said in his post game, they've got to get to the net more. And, you know, it's going to be more physical down in the, down in the zone. And Vertanen's got to be someone that can do that at their end of the ice. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. And, and then that just leads and that what you just said there just leads to your point about Edler and, and my point about Myers. They have to be better too, because if that's what they're going to do, then those two guys specifically, because they're the largest on the defense, they're the most experienced on that defense. They got to lead being physical and they've got to be, they've got to lead by making sure that, uh, that guys aren't going to be in positions uh, to, to score. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens in game two. Uh, tomorrow at 3.30, and and it's going to be fun. I mean, it's just fun to, again, we're saying it's fun to watch these guys and just enjoy this while it is here. And we don't know when it's going to end, but every game it seems, just seems like there's way more and a lot of storylines. It's just great to be talking Canucks hockey again. Um, yeah, it's easy yeah. to cheer for them, eh? That's very true. <laughs> um, I mean, have, have the, you know, the Canucks game was really good. We had a lot of hockey yesterday when, uh, you know, and the day before of the other game. So let's talk about a few of the series that kind of stood out. First one being that epic five overtime craziness and Tampa Bay Lightning and Columbus Blue Jackets. How would you think about that one? Um, I, I think that it was good for the Lightning. Um, because, you know, they got swept last year. I mean, Columbus is a big they, – they play – like, you watch Columbus, it's very similar. They might not have quite the talent. It's really similar to the Blues in the Wild. They're a big team. They're north-south. They, they go in and they hit you. This right now, it's 2-1 Columbus now in, in the first period. Oh. And they're being, out, they're being outshot big time. But, but you know, the, the, they're a big team. You know, they they like the Blues or the Blue Jackets are a huge team. And, um, you know, I, I felt that that was really important for Tampa Bay to not only control the play like they did in that game, but to get the overtime winner. Cause, because as these things go on, it's going to be tougher for Columbus. They've already played a couple overtimes and, and um, you know, the five-game series versus the Leafs. And now they've played two games, you know. Um, I will say this, Corpus Allo is just, oh, I mean, he, he, he's, he, I wanted him to hit the century mark. I actually wanted to see a hundred shots or a hundred <laughs> saves just so they could say that he made a hundred saves in a hockey game. I wanted to see that, but he broke Louie's record of 72. Um, and I think he ended up with 85 if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if the blue jackets, they're going to have to score because uh, it's going to be hard for them to defend. If they just sit back, um, Tampa Bay is going to eat them alive. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, that game was just, it was just so long. I was like watching it from noon to like six, almost six thirty. It was like insane. And there's a whole game yeah. that went on in that same time. The yeah, Dallas yeah, Stars exactly. Yeah, Calgary Calgary Dallas, the whole game exactly. Went. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, of our predictions so far, a lot of the teams that I said were going to win, I mean, doesn't really matter game one i mean stuff yeah. can happen later on yeah. um colorado avalanche and the arizona coyotes as we t- touched a bit on that um, oh i want to talk about this i right. want to talk about this so i mean yeah if you're the coyotes if you expect to just sit in your zone and not try and score like they literally did not try to score unless they got a little break and it was like a two-on-one I mean, yeah. at one point, I think the shots were like 27 to 8. I mean, the avalanche were just coming on in waves. And, and in my hockey pool, like, it was funny, the, the pool, I mean, it's not a big one, but I took avalanche. Like, again, I, I expect them to win the cup. But, but people are like, oh, you know, why are you taking them? They have the best defense, 
and they have the forwards. And at the end of the game, when it was needed most, who's the one who who scored? Right? I know Donskoy scored, but Rantanen, um, McKinnon had a couple. McCarr has some assists. Like the Coyotes are going to have to rethink their their. Um, and I guess Rick Talkett was saying, well, that's not how we wanted to play. Well, if that's well, the case, coach. That. Yeah, yeah. If that's the case, coach, you should have you should have told him that after the first period. Yeah. But very clearly that was the game plan. So don't don't sit there, you know, and that's another thing. Like if you're the players, the coyotes, and your coach is now calling you out like that, and yet no offense, but the coyotes seem to be like that's kind of how they play, is it not? Like, is that not kind of their their MO anyways? Yeah. Um I would be pretty pissed off of as a player. I'd be like, okay, we, we played the game plan you told us to, and now you're calling us out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I, you know, that's, I thought coyotes maybe could put something together right now as it stands right now. Um, and maybe they can, but right now I don't see that game. I don't see the series going even five games. I think the avalanche are going to sweep because the coyotes right now, they just look like they don't care. Yeah. Well, the thing is about a team like that, and it, you see it. You saw, like I watched the game, and yeah, it didn't look like they wanted to try to score. And there's hoping that uh, Darcy Kemper will keep them in enough they could get a, you know, a break or something. And that looked like a team like the New Jersey Devils way back, and you know the Minnesota Wild and Jacques Lemaire, and you know they just keep rope a dope until they get a chance and a mistake. And hold, hopefully that goalie makes enough saves. And I don't know. I don't think that's the way to do it against the Avalanche. It's, and it's not. And it's not a formula for success. Even when there was, you know, even back in the, in the days of, of the dead puck era, uh, Dallas is the only team that I believe could play that way. And they had the talent to play that way. Um, but we're not in the dead puck era. Even the, the uh, New Jersey Devils, um, they would still push the pace. They That's would still true, yeah. forecheck as much as they could. They were strong, you know, defensively, but they, they still got shots on net. Um, you know, that, that was just uh, – uh, if that's who the Coyotes are, I'm so, you know, no offense, but they, they got to get them out of the desert. They got to get them out of there, move them to Quebec, get, get things settled there because I'm just, I'm just sick and tired of, of this sort of a, of a franchise that was, one, removed from a hockey market, number one. And yeah. to put them in a, to put them in, I mean, it's just, it's an embarrassment. It, it's literal embarrassment to the league, um, to the playoffs. And I'm all for the avalanche right now, not just because I picked them. I'm all for the avalanche because it, you know, I, I have no time for teams that don't try to play the game of hockey. I have no, you know, um, and, and we've seen it. And, and this is really what it is. If you play to not lose, you're going to lose. Yeah. You play to win. That's why Vancouver won last night. They played to win, and they yeah. won. When you play to not lose, you will lose, and that's what happened to the Leafs. They played not to lose, and they ended up losing game five. You cannot yeah. play that type of hockey. It doesn't work. No, it's true, and you, know, you can't fault Darcy Kemper at the Arizona Coyotes. He did all his, you know, his darndest to keep him in that game, and you, know, and you look at that team, and – I don't know. I wouldn't want to be a goaltender on that type of team. It's like, are you guys going to even try to score for me? Or am I just going to have to keep you guys in it until you get like a lucky bounce or something? Like, yeah, exactly. It's just, I couldn't play the team with that. And, and imagine being a guy that, you know, like Phil Kessel is like, oh, I like scoring goals. Well, I don't know. I, I didn't really, I didn't notice Taylor Hall that much in that game. 
uh, you know, guys that can score and we know can score, they just don't, didn't seem like they were very uh, noticeable at all. Yep. Yeah. So. I, I mean, what else is there to say? You nailed yeah. it. And, and, you know, I, I, I've got zero, I've got zero respect for that organization. Um, the way that, that things have played out, it makes me sick, honestly, that Rogers paid, I think it was four or $5 billion of the length of their contract and those American teams get it. So we are funding these things and the <laughs> NHL, you know, what, you know, what's his face gets fined there in, in Arizona, but really it's the NHL paying themselves because they're the ones So all these other owners, in the NHL, including now Seattle. Um, and, and, and imagine if you're Vegas and you're a success, you're making money and it has nothing to do with expansion rules in this sense. Like they love it. You're only four hours away from Arizona and you're helping to pay for that team and those players. That, yeah. That's, that's ridiculous. If they can't make it, move them because there's you, to me, that's not fair. If I was an owner, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to give any of my money to that team. That's their problem. Yeah, no, I agree. So, and, and the thing is, it's, you know, I want to watch that series because I love the Avalanche's uh, talent and speed. And the thing is, for most of that game, uh, I mean, yeah, Avalanche played a really good game, but it wasn't really exciting to watch. I mean, I like the back and forth. And that's why I really hope the Canucks play the Avalanche at some point in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe not this year, but, you know, in future years, because that series would be so exciting. They play oh, similar yeah. styles, right? So, oh, absolutely, like, um, absolutely, hundred percent. And and again, um, you know, I would love to see Colorado, Vancouver. Oh my gosh! I mean, we've already <laughs> seen what they can do. That to me, that would be an ideal uh, Western Conference final. Oh yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, <laughs> I'll yep, just yep. leave it there. Yeah. Um, All right. So I mean. Is there any Dallas, other any other Dallas, series you Calgary. see? Uh, yeah, Dallas Calgary. Remember when we talked about picking yeah. teams and Dallas should win? They have all the talent to win, but do they care? There's your evidence, hockey there world, is. and everybody who's listening to this. That's it right there. They don't give a shit. They don't care. They don't want to play. They don't care about being there. I don't, you know, I hope someone plays this for them, and maybe it motivates them because I hate the Calgary Flames but I hope the flames sweep them because it's an yeah. embarrassment to have teams that don't give a shit. There are teams out there that fight their hearts out to get to the Stanley cup playoffs. And this team just doesn't care. And yeah. it's an embarrassment. They, you know, it's, it's ridiculous that that team right now is in the Stanley cup playoff. Edmonton should be in <laughs> instead of Dallas, because at least, you know, Edmonton and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl would care. Yeah. The Pittsburgh Penguins should be in here instead of Dallas because at least, you know, they care. That is absolutely just despicable, honestly. That's how I feel about teams like that. Uh, I, I just – if I was a, a Dallas Stars fan, I would be yelling at them and I'd be embarrassed to be – I'd be embarrassed that that's my team because yeah. they just – they have all this talent in the world and they don't care. Yeah, you look at – you look at – there's a – prime example of it right at the end of the game you got, you got a minute or two left and you're down by one did you think that they tr looked like they were trying to score a goal i mean well they, yeah they and that's just the it zone for like yes yes and that's <laughs> that's just it like if they actually tried 
no offense, they probably beat Calgary in like five games. But Calgary's going to win this series because Matthew Kachok cares. Yeah. And, and, oh, and by the way, Johnny Goudreau, once again, a non-factor. Just, just pointing that out. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, 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 you know, that's, that's the, the, the thing that, that just, you know, I, I, I just – there's nothing else to say. Dallas Stars, even if they decide to start trying – I couldn't respect them, and maybe that's why everybody wanted Vancouver to play Dallas because maybe Dallas was going to bring that attitude if they don't care. But but you saw it there, even not caring, they can score goals. Yeah, they they can score goals, and um, you know maybe maybe they'll get enough goals to get by. But I don't know. I mean, the Blues beat them in overtime, Game Seven overtime last year. So what does that tell you? Yeah, oh, that's right. Uh, let's move on to the next uh, biggest series that I think we were. Another one we were we were watching that got postponed uh, to eight o'clock in the morning Pacific time uh, was the Boston Bruins and Carolina Hurricanes. Um, Carolina played an actual really good game in that and just lost in overtime to the Perfection Line, who looked like they were back in form. What did you think about that series uh, start? Yeah, I, I, I thought I thought um, the Bruins overall were the better team. I had no problem with the goal. I had a problem with the way the officials treated Rod Brindamore. He has every yeah. right to be mad and it's the best $25,000 he spent. He's totally right that they should tell him what the call on the ice is. That, that's, that's their obligation. That's bad officiating. Their obligation is to tell that and that I have a problem with, but I don't have a problem with that being a goal because it was a goal. He never had control of it. A stick was under there. He didn't have it for more than like a, a, a second. It was like a, it was like a 10th or a 20th of a second and it came loose. That that's a goal. Yeah, like, having having said that, what what's the call on the ice? Did you intend to blow the whistle, or was it a hand pass? I would have I would have um, I I would have challenged on the on the hand pass personally because if there was intent to blow the whistle, then that's no goal anyways, and the officials should have stuck by that. So, anyways, um, yeah, no Boston looked looked every you know got their legs under their feet and and they look good and and the Hurricanes I think kind of felt like they could kind of just show up because they've been reading the press clippings and now they're in a series and they're gonna need they're gonna need Spechnikov to step up here and be the goal scorer that he has been all season and he was through the qualifying round because if Spechnikov's not going, the it's gonna be really tough for the for the Hurricanes I think. Yeah, did you see him try to do the that um. Cross, yeah, cross yeah, moving yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. But but he right now is not a time to be cute in the playoffs. You no, gotta, and that's you what I get, thought. You you that time, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't be. I mean, I appreciate it. Either. I I love it that he tried. Don't get me wrong. I loved it that he tried. But but you gotta now's not the time. Right now, you gotta just be get your snipes off. Be greasy. He's a big boy. He can play with the Bruins, um, and he should do that. Yeah, no, that's true, and I can't fault him for trying to be creative, but there's time yeah. uh, to try to do it, and if you would have done it, everyone would have been crazy about it too, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. And, I mean, just an aside, like a kind of connection to that a bit, is um, Pedersen's uh, almost breakaway goal, he tried to chip it by that guy. That would have happened, yeah, yeah, that would have yeah. worked. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it would it would have been fun. It would have been fun. Um, can we talk about the? Uh, I'd like to talk about the uh, the Knights and the Blackhawks. Actually, yes, that was the next uh, one I was going to go for. Yeah, yeah, I I really want to talk about that because there's a reason people didn't want to play the Golden Knights. Yeah, and they showed there. I mean, there it was like, oh, the Blackhawks are going to give. They're not going to give any problems. They're just not. the 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 Golden Knights are on a mission. They 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 look really good. Um, 
I, I may want to redo my uh, pick right now, but uh, <laughs> I, I did say Vegas and, and the Avalanche in the Western Conference final. I'm going to stick to that. Um, boy, Vegas looked good. And the, and the, the Blackhawks, there's a difference between the Edmonton Oilers and the, Chicago, and, the, and the Vegas Golden Knights, and you saw it there in, in that game. And, um, I mean, Chicago couldn't get anything going like literally couldn't get anything going. And I think at one point, again, they hardly had any shots, but it wasn't for lack of trying. Golden Knights are that good. They're that yeah. good a hockey team. Yeah, and I mean, I, I picked the Blackhawks to come out of that series and kind of rethinking it now, but. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know we'll it's see. one game, right? I mean, we know it's one game. So, you know, can you really put uh, that much stock in one game? I think we can a little bit in, in this scenario, to be honest, I think we can put some stock into these games because I think they are somewhat indicators of, of how the series are going to go. Um, yeah. That's why we're saying Vancouver St. Louis is going to be a seven gamer. It's a tight series. Maybe Vancouver scored five goals, but it's not like they were dominant, you know? Um, and, and in this case, you know, the golden Knights, I, I don't think the Chicago Blackhawks, are a bad team against the Knights. The Knights are just a way better team. They're way deeper. They know how to play. And and the inexperience of Boakfist and and Kubalik and, and some of these other players that they want to have in their lineup to help, you know, augment and, and even Kirby Doc. I mean, Kirby Doc had some good hits and stuff, but, yeah. you know, the Golden Knights showed why they're an experienced team and why they were in the Stanley Cup two years ago. Yeah, no, definitely. They definitely look like the better team in that, in that game. And we'll see what the Chicago Blackhawks can yeah. do as a response. They do have a lot of experience over there as well that know, yeah. how, know how it works. So, I mean, we'll see how, how it, they bounce yeah. back. I, I will say this, though, for the Golden Knights. I will say this. One of the weaknesses I saw in the game, and I think it's something Chicago can exploit, Robin Lehner plays really deep in his net. He just mm-hmm. The whole game he plays deep. They can expose that. And if Robin Lehner is playing deep in his net, I don't like that for the Golden Knights. I really, really don't. Uh, I, I would feel much better. And I, I guess it's because Fleury is injured, but I'd feel way more comfortable if, if Fleury was in net versus Lehner, Robin Lehner. Yeah, it's true. And the Blackhawks do know him a bit because he was, he was part of their team this year too. So <laughs> this was an interesting thing to happen, especially when they traded him because they thought they weren't making the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, and, so. and all of a sudden it all of a sudden it, it all changes and, and that's life. But yeah, I mean if Chicago has wants to get in this series, they're really gonna have to ex- they're gonna have to exploit Laner's weaknesses because he is a great goalie and all that and I get that, but he does have some some glaring weaknesses and there's a reason he's on his fourth team. Yeah, that's right. Um I wanna talk about the Montreal Canadiens and Philadelphia Flyers too. Awesome. Um, awesome. So that series, we already said, we both said Flyers were coming out of it. They looked really good in that, in that game. And, I mean, the Canadians, give them credit, they did hang in there as well. Um, Price almost took a guy's head off. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a save, eh? What a save. Yeah, yeah so yeah, that, yeah. Was an, it, that was insane, that save. I mean, he saved Suzuki's life. But, yep, uh, <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah, you sure did. Um, I mean, really, this right now, the way I saw the series last night is it's the Philadelphia Hart versus the Montreal Price. I mean, this is this is a young goalie coming into his own versus a, uh, a still in his is still in his prime or just about to go out of his prime, Carey Price. And no. both both of them played great. I think Montreal 
can feel good about themselves in all honesty. Um, you know, they, they can, if this is how Philadelphia is going to play, I think Montreal has a good chance. I like Carey Price versus Carter Hart, yeah. if that's what it's going to come down to. Having said that, the Canadians are going to need more from their top end of Gallagher, Kotkaniemi. Um, and by the way, Shea Weber is, is also, you know, a hockey god on, <laughs> on defense. I mean, he's just... I mean, he's just, he's just beautiful. It's so fun to watch. So he's just a great player and, um, you know, very, very happy. He got a goal, but um, yeah, that's, that's, it might be a longer series than a lot of us think because, um, because of, uh, of, uh, you know, it's really going to be right now, unless the the Flyers somehow find a, a, you know, a larger gear. I think the Canadians are playing really good team defense and it's really making a difference for them. Yeah, and you look at, uh, like, I was a little surprised to see Shane Gostisbury in the lineup because it seemed like he wasn't really a lot. Of, he didn't play a lot of the regular season. It seemed like it was in Vigneault's doghouse a lot. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think he played a pretty good game for being, you know, we used to have yep. him as one of the top offensive defensemen in the league. Um, he's kind of dropped off a bit. Well, he had one good season, right? Remember, I think it was yeah. like three or four years ago, he had one good that's season. And, oh, wow. And he really <laughs> hasn't gotten back up there. He hasn't gotten there. But that's also because Claude Giroux is not the Hart Trophy kind of guy he was a few years ago too, right? So, you know, it's 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 a catch. It's a catch-22. And and Elaine Vigneault is just an amazing coach. And he gets the most out of those out of that team. Um, but Montreal's playing a really good team game right now. They They, they know who they are. And I think that's a big, that's important to know who you are. And, and that's why most teams have success is they know who they are and they don't try and be something they're not. Yeah. Right. And that, and that's where team success comes from. And for Montreal right now, they know who they are They're they, That's what they have to rely on. And, and they have a goalie that I think can outduel the other goalie and they're going to need some timely goal time, timely goal scoring though. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's, let's go through and see and just pick a couple teams that either they're going to bounce back or they're going to go up 2 nothing in the series? Yeah, um, I believe that Vegas is going to go up 2 nothing. I think that uh, they, are, they are just that much better than, than Chicago. And, you know, it's just, it's again showing that, okay, in a series versus, I mean, it just, it just, it's just unfortunate because I, I just didn't like the qualifiers because for a team like Edmonton, Okay, there's there's different tiers, but clearly Vegas is on a different tier, and I think they're going to go up to nothing. I think teams that are going to come back, um, you know, from that, uh, you know, you can obviously say say St. Louis, but I think um, more so for me, it's it's going to be um, uh, the Hurricanes. I think that they're uh, a better team than they than they showed, and I still think that they're going to um, take Boston out in uh, six games. Like I said, yeah, um, I'm I'm picking. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say Carolina's coming back strong. They're going to tie that series coming up. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the Canucks and St. Louis, I kind of on that side, the single's going to come out really hard in the next game. And uh, I'm hoping the Canucks will play, have another uh, really good game and have go up to nothing. But I still say St. Louis, it's going to be a back and forth. It's going to seven. So uh, St. Louis will win some games. Um, to, co- to go up to nothing, I, I – Colorado's going to, I don't know. I, I don't see Arizona turning it on enough to counter nope. them. Not uh, at all. So Colorado's going up to nothing for sure. Yep, that's a good call. That's a really good call. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's it's hockey's gonna keep going on until like we have another what four games today too, and and or is it just three? Nope, it's four games. Four. You nailed right. it. First yeah, time. you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> four. So four yeah. games uh, today, and uh, maybe maybe and five again. or six. Maybe five or yeah. six. If Tampa Bay and uh, Columbus go another five uh, OT period. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's that series. If it happens again, we're gonna. Seems like it's gonna go like nine, ten games. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's an interesting. And then yesterday when they went to then Boston and Carolina went to overtime, like went to the second overtime, like oh this is not gonna go forever too. And I'm like no, no <laughs> I don't think no. Yeah. It took that long to go to five overtimes for how long that you know in history, and it's not gonna happen again that fast. Yeah. Usually stuff happens. Ziff usually gets complete in the second. It even rarely goes into third overtime most of the time because teams want to get it done quick. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, um, you know, that was just a, that was just a, a, I think that game was, was Columbus. Um, you know, they were tired and it was hard for them to generate some offense and Corpus Allo was in the zone. I mean, he was yeah. literally in just a zone where everything that was thrown at it looked easy. He just sucked everything in and, you know, it's uh, it, it's 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 fun, but yeah, it's fun to talk hockey. I, I like this. Yeah. Uh, any predictions for game two? Um, I'm gonna say that uh, Horvat's gonna score again. <laughs> got another one. I like it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think the next game will go to overtime, but I think the Blues will the Blues will will win it. Um, but I think we're looking at like a a three three into overtime, and then uh, the Blues will somehow get a bounce or something to to go four three. So. Yeah, so that's uh, game two tomorrow at 3.30. So we'll have another – oh, and big announcement. We're, we're uh, having Al Murdoch on the show as interviews to tomorrow. It'll be released probably uh, – we'll, we'll talk to him before the game. So we'll actually be talking to him uh, before the Canucks play. So we'll get his thoughts on this stuff and what he's doing. Uh, if everyone doesn't know, he is the PA announcer of the Vancouver Canucks. So it's going to be great to talk to him, get some uh, – you know, talk about what, what he's been doing. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun, fun chat. Love it. Love it. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So that wraps up episode 15. Uh, you know, I, the Canucks are, are in, in the first round of the playoffs for the first time in a long time. So it's exciting to talk hockey again. Uh, you they're, can undefeated. Follow us. they're undefeated yeah. in the first round. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Four game winning streak too. <laughs> you look nice. at overall. So yeah, uh, exactly. yeah. It's going to be fun to have uh, have more guests on as we go to. And Aiden will be back on with with us after a little bit of a hiatus the last couple episodes. But he'll be back on and uh, talking to Al Murdoch. So I look forward to have him come back on the show as well and rejoin us. Uh, you can follow us on at Canucks Pucks on Twitter, as always, and uh, on Facebook, Canucks Pucks. And as always, if you want to come on the show, just DM us. It's great to talk hockey with anyone on Twitter. Yeah, just give us give us a shout. It's going to be fun. Go Canucks, go. Go Canucks, go.